It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Boy, am I glad I didn't talk about how great the Orlando Magic starting lineup was on this podcast on or on Orlando Magic Daily. A topsy-turvy weird outcome that gives the Magic exactly what they need and what they needed to see. Let's talk about it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 21st, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the bench does its job. Cole Anthony is resurrected. We'll talk all about this topsy-turvy way that the Magic defeated the New Orleans Pelicans on Friday night. Plus, Franz Wagner plays basketball very, very well. And uh, we should probably talk a, bit, a little bit about that, too. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Entering uh, Friday night's game, uh, the Orlando Magic starting lineup, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro, Wendell Carter, had played a total of 76 minutes together over the past six games. Uh, This was the lineup I think a lot of us expected would be the starting group at the beginning of the season, but it took us more than halfway through the season, or about halfway through the season, to see that group on the floor together. And over the past six games, for lineups that have played at least 76 minutes, it is the top lineup in the league, uh, uh, entering Friday's game at least, a net rating of plus 24 point something. I I forget exactly what it is, but it's really good. And over the past, and, and for lineups that have played at least 50 minutes together over the past six games, that group uh, is sixth in the entire league. There is something that works about that starting lineup. And just as we are all getting ready to anoint and say, okay, the Magic have a starting group, now they got to figure out their bench, the NBA has a way of throwing a wrench into things, of making you feel a little too secure and humbling you just a little bit. 
That's what happened to the Orlando Magic against the New Orleans Pelicans on Friday. The starters sucked. Pretty simple. Not enough for you to abandon anybody because it's one sample, one game sample sizes, but um, they sucked. Um, their defense, I honestly, I, I, I thought that the Magic's defense was pretty good, even though the Pelicans were scoring a ton of points. The problem was they were struggling to uh, get back in transition. Uh, they were struggling to get set after all the missed shots that they were taking. It was, look, it was, it was rough. Like, no, no other way to say it, no other way to phrase it. It was rough. And we know that the Magic can and do need to play a whole lot better. But that's kind of exactly what happened when the bench came in. Franz Wagner left the game. Uh, the Magic were down by four. He returned. They were down by thir- 12, 13 points in the first quarter. And then he proceeded to go on an absolute tear. I'm going to get to Franz uh, in the next segment because the story today is about the bench. It's about how, yeah, Franz Wagner carried the team through the second quarter, but in the third and fourth quarters, it was the bench that won this game. The same bench that struggled, scoring about 30 points per game uh, during the West Coast road trip, shooting about 30% from three, just really, really struggling. The Magic couldn't rely on their bench at all during the road trip. Amazing how they come back home, and suddenly this is the group that's driving the team. In a somewhat controversial decision, I didn't think it was that controversial, but in a somewhat controversial decision, the Magic opted to finish the game with their bench group. The Magic finished the game. The Magic did not play Wendell Carter or Paolo Bancaro or Markel Fultz the entire fourth quarter. Some of that's certainly a, a case of that that, of, of worrying about the back-to-back tonight uh, as the Magic take on the Washington Wizards uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. But part of that was certainly worrying. Part of that was certainly a fact that the Magic were playing really, really well. They were moving the ball. They were defending well, holding New Orleans to 19 points in the fourth quarter. And ex- they were taking and expanding that lead. This is a group that put its foot down and did the job. And Jamal Mosley rewarded that effort, rewarded that by sticking with them, by stretching them as far as they could go. And guess what? They made it to the finish line. How did the Magic do this? Well, we got the return of highlight reel Bull Bull doing the wild step-throughs and floaters and jumpers that he that he does and dunks that he always does, that the way he contorts and twists his body in the air. Uh, 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 I forget who it was, someone on Twitter, uh, and I know I, I quote-tweeted it, um, uh, Noted that he he put that he that he I, I can dunk like that on a mini hoop and I was just like uh, I think I get it now actually the the regular baskets a mini hoop to bowl bowl um, that's the kind of moves that he was doing and 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 again bowl bowl it, it almost sometimes feels like a sideshow and I hate that for him because he's actually a very skilled basketball player but on at the Amway Center when bowl bowl does something. You can feel the energy change. It's not just from the bench. It's from the crowd. Like, home bowl bowl is a real thing that energizes and changes this team. But the real catalyst was a guy that we've talked about all week as someone that has to step up, that has to make a big presence the rest of the season uh, for this team to to figure out which direction it needs to go and, and, and what it needs to do. And that was Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony has been struggling with a shot for the last month, it feels like, um, and, and and 
has really struggled to get his team into into the into the offense. And 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 again, we know some of his defensive shortcomings as well. Though I think he tries really hard on defense. I don't I don't think his shortcomings are for lack of effort. Um, but Anthony did exactly what this team is always going to need Anthony to do. He attacked the basket. He got to the foul line. He took eight free throws in this game. He put pressure on the defense, and he didn't settle. That, to me, is the big thing, honestly. That he didn't settle. That the Magic didn't settle, because that's what put them in the hole in the first half. The Magic weren't getting in the paint. They weren't getting the foul line. I noted seven and a half minutes into the game, the Magic did not have a single free throw attempt. They took 21 in the second half alone in this game. I will continue to say this as many times as I can. When the Magic are struggling, it's because they're not getting to the foul line. It's a whole mindset thing. And this bench group had the mindset to go out and win this game. Sure, they found a rhythm. They got into they got into a flow. And, and, and that's as important as anything else because success, you know, I know people don't believe that. I know there's a lot of people that don't believe in the hot hand theory. But there is something to confidence builds on itself. There's something to... You get stops, you get easy baskets. You get you get easy baskets, you make shots. It's easier to get stops because you can get your defense set. There is that natural flow to the game. And so I don't think you can wholly or completely ignore that. But the Magic put themselves in a great spot to not only win this game, but to be the aggressors at the end. They held on. They, they they stayed within striking distance. They 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 stayed to the grind. I mean, I think that's one thing we got to give this team a ton of credit for is they they go, they could go down, but they are going to keep grinding and they're going to keep kind of churning and, and trying to fight their way back into games. And and a good chunk of it they do because once they find that aggression, once they find that little pocket, they're able to really press that advantage. And I, I do think that that is a really impressive thing about this team and about this squad. The Magic made some serious and important gains. And I think they did some really fantastic things to put themselves in the best position to win. This was this was really a, a fantastic game, I, I have to say. It was it, 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 it was encouraging to see the bench play with this energy and and to see them get rewarded for that energy to finish the game. Uh, with about three minutes left, I think Orlando's up by seven. They, they went to a timeout, and, you know, they got the free timeout, and I was like, oh, they're going to bring the starters back in here. But Mosley stuck with the bench, and they expanded the lead out to 15 and, and closed the game to win 123-110. to This is the kind of synergy the Magic need. Each unit has to lift each other up. When one, when one player's not playing well, the others have to step in and, and help out. But to see Cole Anthony have this kind of a game, to see the team really build this way, is important and good. And this, honestly, was just a really, really, really nice win. Of course, as much as the bench starred, the Magic have an all-star of their own. We got to talk a little bit about Franz Wagner and the way he changed the game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... A quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles. I don't know if that, that is an M there. I think that's million. To put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's with two N's, locked on NBA. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There, there is no escaping this. Um, we've got to talk about Franz Wagner. Um, we got to give that man all the flowers, all the love, all the appreciation. We got to give that man everything we can give him because this dude is just so good. <laughs> um, for lack of a better way to phrase it, um, just so so good. Um, and, and and honestly, as good as the bench was in this game. The bench is not in the position to succeed. Uh, this team is not in the position to succeed without the effort that Franz Wagner put into this game. Uh, and, and I know there's a lot of hype over Paolo Bancaro, and, and look, Paolo did some incredible things in this game despite the, the meager scoring line. Um, Franz Wagner is... The dude is just solid in every way. And I, I think it's worth stepping back and... T- thinking about a little bit more and, and, and really making sure we give Franz all, all the all the flowers that, that he deserves to because he scored 30 points in this game, scored 21 in the first half, 13 in the second quarter alone. Those, those 13 second quarter points kept the magic alive. They were dead in the water. They were down by 12, 14 points. They were dead. They couldn't get in the paint. They couldn't get to the foul line. They were struggling to track, track of the Pelicans in transition. They were, you know... Decent defensively, but but just in, but flawed just enough. And again, m- missing shots kills everything. And, and so they were stuck in this kind of up and down game. And then Franz Wagner checks in late in the first quarter, hits a hits a three, gets a big dunk. Um, I, I, I honestly I think that dunk uh, at the about the eight minute mark in the second quarter was probably 
the like big momentum changing play for this team because it just showed like, hey, Franz is going to get to the basket anytime he wants, especially with Jonas Valanciunas out there, uh, out of the game. Um, the Magic just climbed on Franz Wagner's shoulders and he carried them back into the game. Magic actually took the lead a little bit in the second quarter, although New Orleans was able to extend it back out. And that was kind of when you knew it was like, okay, the, the Magic are going to be fine. They just need to find someone that can give some help to, to Wagner because essentially as as the bench was building and extending the lead, it was Franz Wagner playing point. It was him directing the offense and initiating the offense and getting that 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 initial action in. And even though his scoring slowed down, he scored only nine points, only nine points in the in the second half. Um, even though his scoring slowed down, his impact never really did. But it's still just the way Franz is scoring. The dude is able to to weave his way to the basket at any time that he wants. Like seriously, any time that he wants. I want him to develop a little pull-up in mid-range game because I think that's that giving making him a three-level scorer, which he is more than capable of doing, is going to turn him into an elite offensive weapon. But he gets to the basket and is able to finish at the rim any way he wants. And, and some of these twisting wild finishes, I have every faith he's going to figure out how to make those more often than not, too. Um, he's, he, the, the things that he experiments with are crazy advanced stuff. Um, especially for a second-year player. Like, second-year players aren't supposed to do this. And then you add in that he is a steady and reliable three-point shooter, able even to hit step-backs and off the dribble. I mean, look, the Magic have two potential All-Stars. Like, I, like, I know I've been joking. We've all been joking about it, but Franz Wagner is a, is a future All-Star, uh, no matter how loaded the, the East front court is. This dude is going to make an all-star game. When the Magic are in the playoff chase, him and Paolo are going to be all-stars. Like, it's it's so abundantly clear. It's so obvious that these two guys are capable of doing it. But what really made this game special was how Franz directed everything. In addition to his 30 points, he had nine assists and six rebounds. So he was not just creating scoring opportunities, He was, or not just scoring, he was creating scoring opportunities. And getting guys open and getting guys shots. Now, I, I am intrigued to see how teams begin to defend him differently. Um, teams are already doubling and sometimes triple teaming Paolo Bencaro in specific situations. I don't think teams have quite figured out or, or maybe refused to recognize. They haven't quite figured out how to defend Franz um, and throw him different coverages because he's so good at weaving his way through walls. He, he, he isn't like Giannis where... Giannis just tries to blow through the wall uh, with his speed and, and physicality. Franz has touch and will dance around your, your defense if your trap isn't set really hard. And, and he's a good enough passer that he will find open shooters. Um, yeah, he will still make mistakes. He's a second-year player. But this guy is is doing—I I mean, I, 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 will, I sit here all the time and tell you, like, look, Paolo is doing things that rookies are not supposed to do. He is playing basketball— at a level far more advanced than what you would expect from a rookie forward, or from a rookie at all. Franz Wagner is doing things, is scoring, is seeing the, seeing the game, making passes, making plays, at a level that is far advanced for a second-year player. Like, you expect second-year players to make a big leap, and Franz Wagner, who was very good last year, has made a big leap, so big that a lot of people think he might be the best player in that 20, or currently might be the best player in that 2021 draft. Um... You know, certainly Evan Mobley has something to say about that too, but 
It's it's he's in the argument, and that 2021 draft was very very good. Franz Franz is just doing things at a super high level, and the Magic would have been dead in the water without him. And and to me, that's kind of the that's kind of what a superstar is. Um, Franz Wagner had a superstar game, and it wasn't because of his scoring numbers. It was because when this team needed a lift, when this team needed someone to create energy, to just keep them afloat, Franz Wagner not only did that, but like single-handedly dragged the Magic back into the game. Single-handedly brought their energy up with him. That is superstar stuff. Plain and simple. That is superstar stuff. And guess what? Franz Wagner is a superstar. We're going to go through the final box score for you real fast. Talk a little bit about uh, the performances in this game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier, though that bag of Skittles is not helping. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then you've got to try Built. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. These bars are so delicious, you will think they're not good for you, but they are. They're perfect for that New Year's resolution, which we're all keeping to 21 days in, right? What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, so you do get that chocolate fix that you really, really want. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club too. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today to walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with Hit Flavors, Brownie Batter, and Churro. You can thank me later. Check it out today at Built.com or at your local Walmart or Sam's Club today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, as we do after every game, let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the, the New Orleans Pelicans. 123 to 110 in front of the ninth sellout crowd of the season at the Amway Center. A really good crowd, really, really energetic crowd. Um, this game was weird for a number of reasons. Um, so let's start with what made this game weird statistically. First, every starter for the Orlando Magic, except for Franz Wagner at plus 21 and Gary Harris at minus six, had a plus minus of at least minus 10. In fact, Gary Harris was also uh, actually had a plus minus of at least minus 12. Gary Harris was also minus 10 before he came in toward the end of the game. This game was won by the bench, like I said. Cole Anthony plus 20, uh, uh, plus 19 with 22 points. 
Mo Wagner plus 22. Bull Bull plus 21. And then obviously Franz Wagner, just again, a superstar in this game. But that's one statistical anomaly of this game. The next statistical anomaly, the Magic got beat up in the paint. New Orleans outscores Orlando 56-42 in the paint. That is usually a recipe for a loss uh, for this Magic team. They really struggled to uh, they really struggled to kind of defend the paint a little bit. They gave up their share of offensive rebounds, 11 offensive rebounds in the game uh, for 14 second chance points. Um, Orlando, Orlando did things that typically lead to losses, and that's why they fell behind by so much early in the game. But things shifted where they needed to shift. The Pelicans shot just 10 for 35 from beyond the arcs. Orlando did a good job defending the three-point line. Orlando got to the line for 34 free throw attempts. Again, I say this over and over and over and over and over again. Orlando will be successful if they get to the line. So again, you take those 42 points, they're 21 for 38 in the paint. You add in, let's say, 17 more attempts because they got to the line. So they're 15 for 17, let's say, an additional 15 for 17 in the paint because they were able to get to the foul line. That starts to look at like about 72 points between points in the paint and free throws. That is, that's really good. That's 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 that that's really the stat that matters because it shows the aggression the Magic are playing at playing with. When they get to the line, they get to the paint, they win basketball games. Plain and simple. The three point shooting was a bonus and was key to get the Magic back in the game. Orlando shot 15 for 30 from the on the arc. Gary Harris at four was four for six from three. All four of those coming in a big third quarter. Franz Wagner five for seven for the game. Just a lot of weird elements. A lot of things that the Magic won't typically do. Uh, to win basketball games. They won this game in a shootout, but at the end of the day, it was their defense that won it. They give up only 19 points in the fourth quarter. Again, C.J. McCollum was 2-for-11 for me on the arc. Maybe that's something that isn't sustainable in the long run. Jose Alvarado was 3-for-11. They forced New Orleans, who was dominating the paint, to shoot from the perimeter. And that's a real credit to the way the Magic's defense was playing, even if even if it wasn't always effective and and, and getting the results they wanted. The Magic eventually stuck with what they were doing defensively, and they were able to get the win. So really, again, a really impressive performance. Like I said, Franz Wagner, 30 points, 10 for 60, shooting 5 for 7 from me on the arc, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. The dude did everything. He was excellent. He was fantastic. I, I, I just spent 6, 7, 8 minutes talking about him. He was really good. Uh, Cole Anthony off the bench, 22 points, 6 for 9, shooting 2 for 4 from deep, 8 for 8 from the foul line, 2 turnovers against 4 assists. Um, I love this game from Cole Anthony. Um, I like that he only took four three-pointers, and, and that's still a, a lot, but he wasn't settling uh, for shots. Um, I, I looked it up. It was something like, uh, you know, four of his if, if four of his three, uh, shots were three-point attempts. I think the other five or, or four, four of his other field goal attempts. So he had four three-pointers. Four of his other field goal attempts were in the paint, were in the restricted area. He did a really good job driving. And again, it's more important to me that he got eight free throw attempts than anything else because his three-point shooting is going to come and go. It's going to be what it is, and the Magic are trying to play him off the ball more so they can take advantage of his three-point shooting. But Cole Anthony's ability to get to the paint, draw contact, he made some tough flip shots. He made, he made some shots tougher than they needed to be, but he was able to get to the foul line, and, and that, again, that is the key to everything. Aggression is the key to everything. The more aggressive, the, more, the, the, the better ability this team has to get into the paint, to touch the paint, the easier those three-point shots are going to be. I really love the game that, that Cole Anthony played. Um, this is how Cole Anthony needs to play. You know, just play smart, under control, get to the foul line, look for contact. He'll he's a good enough shot maker that they, that teams have to respect him. That he can that he can he can uh, manipulate them a little bit. 
Bull Bull, also an excellent game. 12 points, 5 for 7 shooting. A couple of highlight plays that deserve a ton of mention. Um, the guy, especially at home, he lifts the energy of this team. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of criticism Bull Bull, and, and, and you know, look, I'm not, I'm not one to shy away from that either. Um, his defense still needs a lot of work. I think his offensive awareness also still needs a lot of work, but there's no denying the plays that he can make. And, and, and I thought that Mo, that Jamal Mosley did a good job sprinkling him in in the right places. Uh, you know, not not necessarily having a quick hook, but like really containing, you know, kind of bottling that energy in the right ways and, and in the right direction. And eventually that helped him take over. That helped him, you know, kind of, Take that, take that big leap, and, and make those big plays. Uh, and, and and again, that the energy that he brings, especially at home, is so vital to this team. And 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 it, it looked really, really good out there. Um, the magic, the magic score. I think what is it? Six fourteen, thirty six, forty one, fifty four points off the bench. That is obviously unusual. Every player off the Magic's bench had a positive plus minus, except for R.J. Hampton, who played the final fifty five seconds of the game. Um, and every player except for two, Jalen Suggs and Mo Bamba, had a plus-minus of at least plus 16. The bench won this game, like I said. But the starters deserve some credit, too. Um, there were some good, a lot of good things that the starters did, um, especially in the second half as Orlando stayed in the game and eventually overtook, overtook for the lead in the fourth, early in the fourth quarter. Gary Harris, 15 points, 5 for H shooting, 4 for 6 from deep, made four three-pointers in the second half. Beneficiary of some really good passes, but he made some really tough shots. Um... This is the kind of game that the Magic expect from Gary Harris offensively. Like, just able to spread the floor, just be a smart player, sometimes be a bailout guy when needed. Um, Paolo Bancaro, 11 points, 2 for 7 shooting, 0 for 2 from deep, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, I actually did not hate this game from Paolo Bancaro. Uh, offensively, he was really struggling to find a shot. Um, you know, he's doing that thing where he settles for three-pointers um, in the or settles for jumpers in the first half instead of attacking. He got to attacking in the second half, got to the foul line. Uh, that Again, that's just such a huge boost to this team. That's what this team needs from him more than anything else. Just put pressure on that defense, get to the foul line. The three-point shots will come through ball rotation, through other things. When the ball is in his hands, he needs to be attacking. He can't be settling for jumpers. Um, but the, the thing that stood out to me were the two assists. He had two assists. Both were to Gary Harris for three-pointers. Both came... With the, de- with, the de- with the defense, with the Pelicans' defense, doubling him in the post. And Paolo is seeing double and triple teams regularly. Anytime he catches the ball underneath the free throw line uh, and, and pauses to, 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 to survey, he is almost immediately seeing double teams. And Paolo made two cross-court pinpoint passes to Gary Harris to beat those double teams that both ended up in threes. Paolo's probably not going to make that play every time, but the fact that he can read and make that play now shows me that he's going to be able to make that play more efficiently, more effectively in the future. Again, this guy is a superstar. Uh, this guy is going to be a star. And it's just going to be about whether he's going to put in the work to make those reads and, and make that kind of pass regular so teams can't double him. And when teams can't double him, he's going to score on them because that's how good of a scorer he is. I, I know that the stat line isn't impressive. I know that... 11 points doesn't seem great, but on a bad game, a bad shooting game, Paolo still made an impact. I think that is worth noting and worth worth uh, celebrating or worth uh, pointing out as well. Uh, the Magic, again, shoot 52% overall, 50% from beyond the arc, 15 for 30. 30 for 34 from the foul line. Orlando does out-rebound New Orleans 42 to 39 against some of that because New Orleans missed so many shots. 
Um, but Orlando's defense, I thought, did a very good job buckling down, uh, especially in that fourth quarter, putting their foot down, making New Orleans work for their shots. Um, again, outside of transition play, outside of some offensive rebounds. I, you know, again, the score doesn't suggest it, but I thought this was a really solid defensive effort. The Magic did were in their rotations pretty well. We're pretty locked in, communicating really well. Um, they got some bad results early, but uh, the one thing I've always been impressed about this team is they stick with it and, and they give themselves a real chance. The Magic defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 123-110. to They are back in action tonight for a six-pointer against the Washington Wizards. The Magic trail the Wizards by two games in the standings for 12th in the East. Uh, I believe it's 12th in the East. Um, again, one of those teams the Magic have to climb over to get back in the postseason chase. They're four games out of the final final play-in spot uh, at this juncture of the season. So a big one in Washington on a tough back-to-back. We'll see if the Magic can uh, can uh, ba- can bounce back and stay in it and, and, and steal a win on the road. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on all the podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you've done this to us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast, every moment, every top performance, every result, locked on game to game, covers every game from across the NBA every Monday through Friday with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on the locked on NBA feed. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to check it out Monday uh, for to do a recap of all of the games from over the weekend. We'll be back on it on Tuesday as well for the Magic's game against the Boston Celtics. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Joel Boston. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.